Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. It's me, Simon Cardi, with Matt Persley. Hello. With Jesse Gomez. <laughs> Hi there. Thank you to everyone who came to the live show last week. That was fun. Uh, we had a lovely time. Yeah, it was fantastic. It was a blast. Lovely time. Did you have a good time, Matt? Are you I, in I, agreement? I, I did have a good time, yeah. Good. Lovely. Um, hopefully you've been able to listen to it, even if you weren't there. I think the sound quality is okay. So. Just about, yeah. yeah. I think better, better than 500, certainly. Mm. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh it was a lovely time, so thank you again for going, uh, if you did go. Um, this week, it's kind of our last standard episode of the year. We've got, don't worry, every Friday we're still going to have a podcast, but they're going to be, like you know, best ofs, look ahead, that sort of thing. So it's the last week of the normal rigmarole. It's not even, it's not rigmarole, it's just rigmarole, isn't it? Yeah. Having an extra Did we in need there. to have the spelling like, examination? Yeah, or... I was annoyed with myself. Um, let's talk about some games. <laughs> let's start off with one we're, we're enjoying quite a bit, shall we? Mm-hmm. Both me and Matt have been playing Marvel's Midnight Suns. Way. The new turn-based card battler slash strategy tactics games from... Foraxis. There we go. I mean, you've also. I think you've missed out, like, <laughs> probably well, the biggest the other element half of this of the game, game is an RPG. It's a social sim RPG. Yeah. Do- I led with the other stuff because the combat is the stuff that's very good in this mm-hmm. game. Whereas the RPG and social sim side, um, I think we're both in agreement, is less engaging. Is, is, I, is the weak side. I yeah. wanted to ask, can I date Blade or War? There is no. no romance. No. That's bullshit. No, well, I'm quite disappointed I'm by that. Yeah. Um. What do you? Yeah. I think we're we're in a similar vibes on this mm-hmm. one Matt that we really enjoy the game when it's in combat we're just not quite kind of sticking with it when you're spending time in the abbey which is where you hang out with all your your superhero friends you're quite a bit further than me I'm only like six hours in mm-hmm. you're about 16 16 did you say? yeah Ooh, was, was my well, well tell me what you're loving uh, right <laughs> so so this is for anybody that has not seen anything of it and the wild variety of terminology that you've just dumped on us to explain <laughs> what it is. Uh, the best way, it's not, a fra- whereas this is made by at least part of the XCOM team, it mm, is Jake mm. Solomon that is the director on it. This is much closer to a game Persona, there's a certain amount of Persona to it, but actually like Fire Emblem mm-hmm. is particularly Fire Emblem Three yeah. Houses Absolutely. Is, is where this is. So you have segments where you play a character that runs around what is called the Abbey, which is this kind of large gothic kind of mansion surprisingly where... vast like a whole like mm. forest around yeah, it as well. yeah. yeah. Mm. Is, yeah. It, is it sort of similar to like Mass Effect how you be interacting with your different crewmates mm. and like sort of add into their relationship I think relationship? that's a very generous comparison to yeah. it's oh, okay. on the level of like a Bioware yeah. so right. it does have it does have your companion characters are there but it is say much closer to Fire Emblem Three Houses yeah. in yeah. the kind of like these are people that are kind of uh, training or studying at the Abbey, which is the home of the Midnight Suns, which are a group of kind of supernaturally tinged characters. So yeah. this is where you've got Blade, you've got Magic, you've got Nico from the Runaways, Edgy um, Avengers. Yeah, yeah, sort of. <laughs> but are also have now, uh, in the in the case of this story, and have been joined by actual members of the Avengers to essentially take down uh, Lilith, who is kind of you know the mother of demons, mm. and as part of that. 
they have dug up the multi-generation <laughs> old corpse. Well, I say corpse, like, you know, living entity that has been buried for about like 300, 400 years. I'm guessing which that's is, who we control. Which is you, yeah. yes. Okay. Now you play the, the, hunter. the hunter, which is, as many RPGs would have, is a player-created character. You don't choose kind of like what their gear or what their like attacks are. Okay. But you do create like, uh, you know, are they male or female presenting? Yeah, or, yeah, you know, yeah. what, what do their hair look like? You know, mm. all of that. Uh, and they are an original character that was made for this. They're not in in the in sort of like any of the rare comics. a game like this gets to create its own Marvel character. Yeah, so that's yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I don't think Hunter is necessarily a brilliant character. Obviously, they're no. kind of fairly blank slate. But yeah, I was going to say, are they very broad? Because I can imagine in a scenario like this, you're going to be presented as like everyone's best. They're kind friend of a yeah, kind of. It's, it's, there's what, some weird tonal clashes going on. I think we'll get into a bit. Like yeah. it's kind of like this, like you were saying, almost like high school drama to the some of the dialogue. Mm-hmm. But then your character is kind of unusually kind of stoic and po faced. Yeah, like, like definitely the voice acting for Hunter. And uh, both me and Cardi have played Hunter a, 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 as a woman, so mm. we don't really know what the male mm. voice acting is. But I assume it's very similar. You're obviously like very kind of concrete clearly a person from like the the 1600s whereas everybody else is much more modern but as you say cardi the the vibe of kind of uh the abbey and the people that live there is very high school like the activities that you can do so in the day there is obviously you can go out on missions which become the strategy side very much like fire emblem but in between the social stuff is very odd for I a superhero. I went bird watching with Blade. Yeah, uh, I like hung it, out at the pool in like a bikini uh, with Captain Marvel. Are those <laughs> just like little cutscenes that you do and you yeah. choose your yeah. dialogue? Like, and it not, basically like, goes friendship level up. Oh, so yeah. you're not actively like doing something. You're not participating in, like a mini game. No, no yeah, them. and that I think is is arguably kind of like some of the week. For example, you can spar with your friends. Like you can do oh, like, okay. Any, but. That's literally just a picture of you <laughs> sparring with someone. And uh, then okay. the stats go. And it's, it is very much a case of like you go around, you do an activity with someone. Yeah. That activity is not particularly a gameplay focused mm, thing. It's yeah, very much yeah. like that person might ask you a question. And then when you answer that question in that environment, then a stat goes up. Like right. quite often it's your friendship level. And your friendship level does change the way that things happen. Like it can unlock abilities in combat. Yeah. And it can push forward stats and stuff like that. But in general, it feels a little bit hollow to me. Mm. There are story milestones within the Abbey and within the RPG right, layer okay. that are more interesting. Yeah. For example, kind of like the uh, the opening kind of, I guess, story arc in the social side is that it's Magic's birthday coming up and people <laughs> want to throw her a surprise birthday party. Ooh, I just, I think I just blew that. Right. <laughs> it sounds like a sort of Cartoon Network scenario. For like yeah, kind well, of. Blade told me she doesn't like surprises. Well, yeah. So there's, so there's a little bit of kind of social elements there where you have to decide. Blade, like, Blade's my favorite. I'm a big, mm-hmm. big Blade boy. But I think my problem with the RPG side is, is multiple fold. Like, mm. what I will say is, is before I get onto the problems, I do actually enjoy it from like a weirdly kind of like oh, it's, Saturday it's morning cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not. I think like some people, like, and we haven't got deep into the game, which mm-hmm. I've heard, it just gets better and better as it goes along. Mm. Like p- people comparing it to like Bioware and Larry, and that wow. seems a, a real stretch RPG. But, it, certainly at this point, I can't see how it could possibly get yeah. to that because the gameplay decisions that you're doing yeah. don't have the same level of impact or There's player no, choice that Yeah, I'm not seeing a lot of do. consequence for my actions mm, no. story-wise, but 
We haven't really touched on the combat, which is undeniably the highlight. That's well, can anything I, can but Can I finish the, my RPG thoughts first? Fucking go for it. <laughs> so, so many thoughts. In so so my thoughts on here is, is that A, I actually think that a lot of the, the tonal problems with um, Midnight Sun's RPG layer could have been solved if they'd said it at the X-Men, like Xavier's Academy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of what you're doing, like going to book clubs with people, yeah, hanging out yeah. and playing video games, throwing yeah. parties and stuff, feels so much more suited to teenagers, of which Xavier's yeah. Academy is full of, full of very interesting teenagers with lots of different skill sets that would be useful for battle. Yeah, I can't imagine, like, let's go to the duck pond, Blade. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I've yeah. done it. I mean, you can literally go foraging for mushrooms with Tony Stark. Like, I just, all, He would not do that. But. They are all weird things. But my other thing is, is kind of like, what Fire Emblem does very well in Fire Emblem Three Houses is each of your characters have individual storylines that they're progressing through yeah, and yeah. each time you go and hang out with them you're pushing their individual storyline a bit further mm-hmm. i'm sorry i can't actually remember a lot of the characters names but like there was a purple haired girl in in three houses who like was clearly like very very timid had no yeah, self-esteem yeah. Mm. and her storyline was is as like the game went on and as the time jumps happened you were helping her story push her forward yeah. to become much more confident and what i feel is is that like a lot of the storylines certainly within the first 16 hours mm. of this are very much just like mini vignette um yeah. like uh, i think conversation it's a natural like- problem they're going to face with yeah. established characters she has preconceived notions d- like in a fire emblem persona those characters you're meeting I, them for the first yeah. time i don't think that argument stands really? up so i think kind of like with, with doctor strange like he is a character that is that, that draws on the darkness. Mm, like yeah. why isn't his storyline about the idea of like trying to make him understand that like there is a big problem here and he has to become very, very comfortable with drawing on the darkness. Mm. You've got the idea of Tony Stark, who is a man that has, you know, he talks about the idea that like in previous comics, because this is set in comic continuity, about the idea of kind of like his alcoholism and his depression. And, <laughs> that and changed the tone so deeply. But, the, but this is the thing, but, but yeah, like there you. is a story beat in this that does address the idea that he's got like depression. Mm, yeah. Why isn't his... Uh, storyline that you progress with him personally about yeah. dealing with kind of the harder yeah. side of like he's a man you know the Iron Man 3 storyline of like he wants to shoulder yeah. all the responsibility mm. we can't each of these characters clearly have really good storylines that each time you do a hangout with them yeah. could progress but they don't they tend to feel much more isolated kind of very shallow experiences I'm guessing that like that's the big tonal difference. Like it does, I can't imagine it gets too dark from what you've experienced. The, the storyline does. So last night I had like some really fun in the core storyline. Yeah. Dark turns. It's just that the, that core storyline, which I think is really good. Yeah. Like very much like a, a Marvel crossover event from like twenty, mm. you know, two thousand seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's cool. I just don't think like the depth of that overlays into the social side. I think the social side is literally just going and complimenting people to yeah. push numbers up. And I think that it was a that's, missing yeah, opportunity. That's, that's, that's a shame because uh, yeah. you can draw from so much. Mm-hmm. I don't but, think that, so, yeah, that social side isn't isn't bad. Like I feel like we're, we're not really done. It's just, it's just, it's not quite I just think they missed and an slightly, opportunity. Yeah. I think my main problem is there's just slightly too much of it. So the gaps between battles, yeah. which we'll get onto, mm-hmm. are slightly too long. Sometimes I just want to go, that's the good thing about XCOM. It's like battle, battle. It's battle yeah. prep, battle prep. Where, battle. Whereas this can feel like, because there's so much RPG. And there's, what I will say, they wrote like a shit ton of dialogue oh, for yeah. this. Like every time you go to someone, it's something new to say. I just feel that quite a lot of what they've got to say is so surface yeah. when these characters are so how, interesting. Before we get into the combat, how mm-hmm. many characters have you been introduced to so far? Like, is there going to be like 50 different Marvel I think, heroes? No, I think no. it's, is it 11 in the so, Something like that, yeah. I've only got... 
two more characters left to recruit. Yeah, I've already oh, spoiled. Okay. I've only got, I've already got seven or eight, and I'm six mm-hmm. hours in. They throw them quite regularly at you. Yeah, yeah, oh, um, right. and you know they are in general quite good representations of this. I particularly like um, magic. I think magic is done really, really well. Mm. Who is if you don't know magic, that's Colossus from the X-Men's sister. Oh, because I, I hadn't heard of mm-hmm. magic until I'd it's seen this a big this game. sword that can summon portals. Yeah. That's cool. And and this is the thing, like all of the... While I think that kind of like the main storyline is better at conveying their personalities than the side social stuff, mm. which can be just a bit like Tony Stark just feels like a dude with very... Why is Tony Stark so buff in this game? I don't know. It's <laughs> so fucking I huge. don't like the Tony Stark in this game. No. The, the voice is not quite right. I do like the Doctor Strange and the Captain mm-hmm. Marvel. A lot of them are quite yeah. good. And mm-hmm. the Blade, a lot of them are quite yeah. good. But... but what they are very good at doing is, you know, to, to now push into yeah, yeah. where this game really succeeds is combat. Yeah. Each one of those characters is a completely different character to control, has mm-hmm. a completely different set of abilities. Mm. And the way that they like manifest what you know of these characters, either from the MCU or the comics, I think is very good. Yeah. So magic, for example, like you say, yeah. portal focus, like building portals exactly. and kicking people through and them. And similar with Ghost Rider, you can just create a pool of basically hellfire in the middle yeah. of the floor and then and kick push people, people it. into it. And it has like a, like there's no chance based system like XCOM. Like every shot will hit. Okay. But there's is, stuff is it like more that, about like, like positioning and trying not to Not even line positioning up. It's because about, the characters move themselves. Okay. Yeah, it's more about deck building and card playing. So that's it's a card based combat mm-hmm. system. Right. So you would it's like want one to person explain. to like maybe focus on healing and support and another person who's like more you, of a brute you, you and can, stuff. You can you build that. So so for example, kind of your decks are what you build and that's how you create a character mm. build. Yeah. So my hunter actually has quite a lot of healing cards in it. But obviously, as you can imagine, a character like Captain America has He's, much more yeah. defensive yeah, yeah. buffs. It sounds yeah. like it could be very overwhelming and complicated. It's not, because you only have three heroes in a battle at once, mm-hmm. and they only have 12 cards each. So there's not a lot, really, to keep yeah. like a right. hold of in your head. And you can only... out. So so it does have like a hand system, like, you know, anything like, like yeah, a normal yeah, yeah. card does. And then you can play three of those cards each turn. Right. So it is a big, like, the tactical puzzle of it is yeah. what three of these cards are going to be useful today. Oh. Okay. Well, sorry, yeah. it's not today. Like this, this turn. This turn. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. all about card economy, and there's like cards where they refund the play mm-hmm. if you kill someone. Like, it's just really good. And like we're saying, the way every attack or animation is animated to fit. Like, Spider-Man does swing everywhere. He does his little flips yeah. and yeah. his kicks. Like, it's not just like someone. I've heard people say this is an ugly game. I don't think it's ugly. It's not like a stunner. I, I, but I it's think got the character style. models are weird. Yeah, but, but I don't think it looks bad. No, like, no, no. It, it it looks like a comic to yeah, many yeah. many ways. Mm, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's just got a lot of personality in the combat. Mm-hmm. And that's what's... It's slowly turned into a podcast game for me just because I can read the subtitles. The voice acting yeah. isn't adding a lot to the game mm-hmm. for me, so... When when in combat, do you always have Hunter with you? Like, is no, it depends on the mission. So oh, Hunter okay. is pretty much in Sometimes, most of yeah. the main quests. Yeah, yeah. In a lot of the side quests, which tend to be a lot like XCOM's design in that, like... There's about five or six different kind of generic battle types. So there's like kill everyone or destroy these items yeah. or defend or defend this or or, or steal this. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so those are kind of your side quests and they have obviously different rewards for them. In those, it's either take who you want or they tend to be themed around like, oh, this is Doctor Strange's side yeah. quest. Plus two. Oh, okay. yeah. right, 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 right. They do a really good job of actually making you feel like superheroes, though. Like, it's not just like, go here, kill people. It's like, sometimes it's like, one of the good story missions is like, Venom is causing trouble in New York. He's chucking <laughs> rocks down. Yeah. There's civilians. So you have to juggle one of your cards you can play as rescue civilians. So mm. you've got to balance 
killing mm-hmm. the goons. So you've got like little hero objectives. Yes. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, okay. like, it's, it's got a lot of good personality in the combat. It's just that personality doesn't quite equal in the social yeah. sim mm. side. Like, I'm really enjoying it. I tell yeah. you what it does do. Like, you know, when we talk about how um, God of War did superheroes better than a lot of things because mm. of the weight of Kratos' punches, uh, this game conveys super strength so well. Yeah. Yeah. So one, uh, when you're in a battle, um, you can obviously play your cards, which you're individual. So that's like Captain America throws the shield and bounces around. Yeah, Wolverine yeah. pounces from an enemy, mm. enemy and, and stabs them. But you also have the ability to interact with the environment because collateral damage oh, yeah, in a superhero. Superhero is like throwing shit around all the time, yeah, yeah. destroying mm-hmm. walls, everything. There's one you just throw a stack of newspapers at people. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Which it's is great. Silliness. But there's like, uh, you can, uh, you get the ability to run up to people and then just boot them. Yeah. And then you can <laughs> kick them. What One of my favorites is to kick them into another enemy. Oh, and you okay. can kick them. Any- so you can like chain attacks in that sort of way then? The, there's a certain amount of chaining and certain, yeah, yeah. Uh, certain characters have chain abilities, which is like, so for example, Spider-Man can do swing 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 and kick oh, with each okay, of those swings cool. but it's the way that you can use so for example you can have a character kick a uh, the weakest enemies in the game like there's the standard grunts yeah the whole idea is is how can they stand up to a superhero yeah so they die whatever you do to them right okay. but the funny thing is if you kick one into another that gets you a two chain okay that's cool and then you can like uh, I love like you can build like a portal with magic and then mm. magic can kick people and they go through a portal and then come out the portal that you built. <laughs> That's pretty but cool. But if you angle the portal like over the edge of the map mm. or yeah. into a like energy generator, they'll hit the generator and then be stunned for a turn. Right. So there's a lot of that kind it's of really puzzle sad. work. I was yeah, just going to say like what's, really like the, what's like the rhythm because you've got like what there's basic grunts so you, you want to like focus on them first and then uh, focus on the big guys. It depends guys, what the objective like, is. Yeah. Like sometimes like one of them, an early, very early mission is you have to like, there's a helicopter that you have to stop taking off. It has like 80 health or whatever. So yeah. you have to kind of balance Getting the goons and making sure that leaves them maybe five turns, you'd probably have to uh, kill it's, it's that. It's less than that, so it's like three four? turns. Okay. But okay. Um, you also have, like, much like uh, XCOM, there's reinforcements every turn. Right. So a big part of the puzzle is the balance of, yes, the reinforcements are quite often, let's say, like three grunts or two grunts. But and you a can special. get, like, easily overwhelmed yeah. if you yeah, don't. Yeah. Okay. So right, it's right. learning how to, because y- you obviously have, like, quite a lot of health because you're superheroes, but yeah. you can't take, you can't. Yeah. withstand 18 grunts gunning you down. <laughs> yeah. so I kind of use the grunts, yeah, as more as utilities, like to get health back or yeah. to get cards mm-hmm. back. Okay. Like, yeah. It's just, yeah, the combat is absolutely fantastic. It I'm sounds really... pretty good. I heard it was like a 60-hour game or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's 50 to massive. 60. Yeah, it's very I've, long. I've got it like, installed on my computer worth. now, but I, yeah. wanted, I yeah. definitely yeah. want to check mm-hmm. it out. It sounds like I don't. I, I I aim to finish it eventually. I mean, the Witcher yeah. 3 updates next week so we'll see what happens yeah, with that i've but- sort of almost decided that kind of like maybe this is like my version of a disney plus show now like i will pl- i've been playing oh, yeah. it every yeah. day yeah, yeah like yeah. i've been playing about three hours every day since since i got it mm. but when the witch comes out like i have got big plans to replay the witcher yeah but maybe this is like i play this for like three hours at a weekend and that's like i got my my yeah, marvel yeah. dose this week it's really yeah that's smackable. a good show actually mm-hmm. yeah i am um, yeah and definitely there's that kind of like i've seen a few people say this now but if you don't quite click with it in that first five hours do push through because i do think like the main story does particularly i know it's this whole thing of like 
why should something get good 10 hours in? Like, yeah. it should be good from the start. But I will say is kind of like the storylines that I did last night, I was proper grinning. It was a real... Yeah, that's cool. I can remember reading comics like this when yeah, I was a teenager yeah, yeah. and thinking it was the best shit ever. You get more ever. and more interesting cards to add to your deck after each battle. And you yeah, and you can and yeah combine there's, the cards. There's, there's too many versions. to explain in a short I, I know, like, ch- like, the child in me just wants to see Spider-Man. And he's in the game. And so. he comes in very early as well. Yeah, and he's good. Him, he's got real good cards. It's Yuri Lowenthal again. It's mm-hmm. the same. Oh, sweet. I didn't actually well. realize that. So, that's yeah, pretty sweet. That's all good stuff. Yep. It's not, yep. By no means a perfect game, but a very fun one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, got to bring it down. So I know you boys have some <laughs> some bones to pick <laughs> with a certain new horror game. Man. Uh, I'm just going to let you two go. Um, actually, I start with Max. He'll be more measured, I think, than Jesse. Um, you're just saying I've got the anger contained in me. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll, turn, we'll let the cannon loose, um, I guess, uh, once I've explained The Callisto it... Protocol, I think it's fair to say, has disappointed both of you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It very so, much has. The Callisto Protocol. Been out a week. Um, sorry if you bought it last week and we couldn't tell you that it was bad at the time. If you think it's bad, obviously... A lot of people think it's subjective fine opinions, to good. right? Yeah, yeah. 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 I've, seen, I've seen people say that it's ten times better than Dead Space. That's right. I, I mean, I, I haven't played mad. a second of it. Yeah, I can't say that's wrong. I haven't played it. Mm-hmm. I want it your objective wrong. opinion, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. Obviously, objective no, no, opinion. I'm is. So, Callisto <laughs> Protocol is um, has never been advertised as the spiritual successor to Dead Space because its director Glenn Schofield doesn't really like that. But sort he of angle. he really wants you. To believe that is though. Well, I don't. I don't. I think he likes to think that he's made something new, and I think that's partially the problem. So, Glenn yeah. Schofield was the creator and producer of Dead Space, just the first one, and this is kind of after he he went away and made a few Call of Duty games. Oh, okay. And uh, so he did Sledgehammer. He did um, like um, uh, World War Two and Advanced. Right, 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 right. Anyway, he then moved over to a company called Crafton, which are the publishers of PUBG. <laughs> and agreed that he was going to make a horror game set in the PUBG universe. Uh, the PUBG stuff got dropped eventually, but his new studio, Striking Distance, has made the Callisto Protocol, which is a very gore-intensive third-person action game set in a prison, yep. which has many similarities to the USG Ishimura <laughs> from Dead Space in the way that kind of like it's very tight corridors mm. with automatic doors yeah, that you, you yeah. progress through and <laughs> enemies of which a large part of fighting them is knocking off limbs. Yes. Um, and also your protagonist has like their health bar in the, on their back. Yep, well, yep. in their neck in this one. So there is a lot of repeat ideas from yeah. Dead Space in yeah. this. Like it is for all intents and purposes, whilst he may think that he's making something that's maybe a little bit more unique and a bit more its own thing, mm. there is a lot of this that owes a debt does, to his previous does ideas. Does it actually bring any like new ideas? I want to wanna say... Yes, it does bring new yeah. ideas. I think that I think they're... to horror, I think to I think to horror games it tries to bring in a new element in terms of how the game plays. You said it's more of an action game. Like it's, I, so it's it's a pr- predominantly is I, a I would describe it as focused. a brawler, like yeah. a mm-hmm. a horror themed brawler because I wouldn't call it survival horror. I I I think I think it based does on have... my own opinion just how I played it. Mm-hmm. It was hard to treat it as a survival horror game, so, but we can get into that. If we were to say survival horror is to do with kind of like managed resources, yeah. I think that it does that. Mm. Um, but in terms of how it's different to Dead Space, 
Its primary way that it is different is that whereas Dead Space is distinctly a shooter, you shoot things with weapons yeah. to blow enemies' limbs off, and that's how you destroy them. This is largely a, like you say, a brawler. You have a shock baton, which is because it's set in a prison, all of your weapons are kind of prison guard themed. Yeah, yeah. And you use this in a, I guess, almost Dark Soulsian sort of approach yeah. in that like it is very difficult um enemies kill you in about two or three hits mm. and you have to do a dodge and strike and block approach against what is essentially a bunch of mutated prisoners uh, and prison guards it's, it's almost similar to Hopefully. actual like fighting games in the sense that you know you might play something like street fight and you feel like you if you hold the stick back you block you know you're sort of like it's got those sort of slight mechanics that you haven't really seen in a horror game yeah, in to, terms of melee combat to make it very clear how how the melee combat works in this it is you hot you you push the the trigger like you would for a gun to hit mm. but the way that you actually move in combat is actually done with the left stick so to dodge you have to pull left and right on the stick which will cause what? your character to duck and weave <laughs> yeah. left and right so if the enemy is attacking with from the left you'd need to yeah. duck to the right why, why now, have they done that I, I, I feel like the thing is and even the way they introduced that um system in the game is through like a slowed down cutscene against mm -hmm. human players so that you don't actually get a proper introduction to it because it's sort of like very tutorialized there but even when you're facing a single opponent you can kind of grasp it because a lot of the enemies in the game have like massive wind-up animations if an enemy is coming at you and he's got you know his right hand in the air you know you're gonna have to dodge yeah, a particular yeah. mm -hmm. way but once they introduce multiple opponents mm -hmm. I think it just falls apart. I I think the very similar, I think, to... Um, not that it's the same sort of thing, but very similar to how I think Jedi Fallen Order yeah. really struggles with multiple opponents and he doesn't quite know mm. how to do that. I think the same is here, but at a much more problematic level than what 100%. Jedi had. So yeah. um, the camera is very, very close in this game. Yes. It is possibly closer than it is in dead space a hundred percent there have been times and it's even slower compared to a lot of other games as well not even just being tighter but there have been times when i was facing multiple opponents and my camera would actually get stuck behind yeah. an object mm -hmm. and i would be mashing against opponents and as i'm trying to move the you know the camera with the right stick it's just like getting stuck on objects and it's slowly turning and mm -hmm. i've just never seen that in a game before yeah my, my big issue here is that so so the the dodging and the blocking. So it's hold yeah. back to block and it's dodge left and right. Yes. That is on the same stick which you move your character. Yeah. And quite often the game will confuse your input. So if you're trying to dodge, it will move you out the way, yeah. which essentially just moves you into the attack that yeah, you're trying to 100%. dodge. And if you're trying to block, it quite often moves you backwards. Mm. And sometimes if you're trying to move, it blocks instead. Yes. And also when it gets to the point where there are multiple uh, assailants to you, which is where it really gets a problem. It, sometimes you can block, you try to block what you think is the attack coming towards you from the front <laughs> yeah. and it changes and it thinks you're trying to dodge yeah, the like attack the, the from the right yeah, exactly. and you end up in a, in a it's, mismatch. It's, it's, complete, it's complete chaos. Yeah. And it's not even like the game would be like, oh, you know, you faced one enemy here. Now here's just another one you're facing too. Now, sometimes it's like five different enemies at once. You might have like a little crawly guy behind mm -hmm. you, a few brutes in front of you. And it's just, it is complete chaos. I personally did not find the game difficult. What I found difficult was just the controls. Right, okay. Because it felt like mm -hmm. on a technical, mechanical level at fault. Not necessarily sure. I found it hard. Because so I found it easy to abuse the AI once okay. I unlocked a certain mm -hmm. ability. 
in the game. So we'll get to that. Yeah. I personally did find this game difficult. Mm. And, you know, there's obviously the joke about the fact that games journalists can't play <laughs> games. I would like to say <laughs> that I have played like I've over 200 hours of Elden Ring and <laughs> I've, I've never completed, seen yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. completed most of the, the prompts of games. And, you know, uh, Sekiro, I've, I've done a lot of the higher tier bosses in that game. Yeah. Um, as well as completed it. So, you know, I... I haven't I, seen your trophy list. So. <laughs> I reasonably know my way around a challenging melee-focused yes, game. So, you know, that is my credentials. I think that... I think that the game is hard and I do think that, like, they like to put a lot of enemies that can kill you in a couple of shots yes. into a combat system that I think fundamentally lets down that difficulty. Yeah. When it is that shit, basically, to fight <laughs> yeah. multiple mm. opponents... It is, it is a problem. Yeah. Um, and I ultimately, about three hours into the game, I just elected that I would play this on its lowest difficulty, minimum security, as it calls yeah, it. Yeah. I actually, whilst that gives you a few more hits, it is still frustrating, which mm. I think demonstrates that actually the core frustration is not from the difficulty of the enemies. It is from the... Um, from the control system yeah. itself yeah, yeah. because I still found it difficult at minimum. Yeah. Like yeah. I was just frustrated quite a lot of the that, time. That, that was me throughout the entire mm -hmm. game based on the controls, just not following exactly what I want to mm -hmm. do. It sounds like from a combat perspective, it's fairly not great. Um, mm. No. In terms of an actual horror game, a horror story, oh. is it doing anything cool with that? Or is it I, like, <laughs> is it just, is it the jump scares you'd expect? Honestly, oh, that's the thing. It's like, I, I played this game in the dark with my headphones on and I can play the cheapest looking indie horror game and get scared mm -hmm. and feel like a lot of tension. But this, I tried to immerse myself into it and it just wasn't scary at all. I'm not saying, oh, like I'm a big tough guy. Don't get scared. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I don't know. I don't know how you felt, Matt, when you played, uh, but nothing made me scared ever throughout the entire game. So I'm, I do generally find that I don't actually get too scared at horror yeah. games. I, I'm quite desensitized to jump scares these 100%. days. And I saw a lot of people saying that like, oh, this game relies on jump scares. And I was like, does it? And then I've realized like, well, actually it does. It's just that I, I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah, get jumped by it. Yeah, you just don't notice it. There's a lot the of like opening lockers and it's equivalent of face huggers jumping out. Yeah. And that's they, just, they, that's they, not they what I'm into. That I want, so I want many atmosphere. Times. Yeah. And what I will say is, Visually, it's got atmosphere. There is a sense of dankness to yeah. this game, a sense of grime. It's, it's a dank game. As it's, well. a, it's, <laughs> a very, it's a very <laughs> Not wet, the way that the kids game. say. Yeah. Dale, um, the one comment Dale had about this game, I think he wanted to pass on, he's impressed by the sweat. Is there good sweat? People's teeth and sweat look good. <laughs> what I, the thing I can't fault this game on is that like graphical grunt, yeah. this is one of the most impressive games that, I've played. That's the problem. It's like graphically, like you said, mm -hmm. like, just on a very surface level, you're like, wow, this looks good. But then you look at the, I don't know, the art design, the enemies. Like, yeah, it's, it's not got it, a lot of personality. No, it is fairly soulless. I, and I think the big... From Josh de Hamel, it's soulless. Josh, Josh <laughs> Dommel, yeah. Like, it, oh, he's so fucking boring. Like, yeah. if we're talking about narrative, this has the most basic A to B narrative that it could possibly 100%. have. 100%. It does have, like, a twist but it does the very standard like an annoying video game twist i can remember talking about um i was really annoyed at the end of halo infinite how it doesn't tell you anything about cortana who has a huge plot development at the end of halo 5 a bad one but a huge yeah. one and it doesn't explain what's happened in that until you get an info dump in the last 15 there, minutes there's of one character in the game and this isn't really a spoiler because it's such a bad horror trope but someone says along the lines of this is the next phase of human evolution. When I heard that, I was like, mm. that pisses yeah, me off. Man. You ultimately, you, so you get an info dump at the end of yes. the game to explain what the fuck you were doing. Yeah. And then it has a bad ending and then it's done. 
Um, Josh Demel, really boring in it. Yeah, uh, Karen Fukuhara, unfortunately, very, very dull in yeah. it. Not even quite a likable character well, they're, either. They're, I don't really think they're characters. I think they're largely yeah. vessels for dialogue. A hundred percent. There was there's one time where the main character is like, "Oh, so what does this mean?" And he's speaking to her. And she says, "Don't don't speak right now." Yeah. And I was like, "What? No, what? You can't do that in a game. It's just crazy." But mm-hmm. even looking at the start of the game as well, like I feel like at least in Dead Space, even in the first one or even in the second one, either um. You, you you kind of understand who Isaac is as a mm-hmm. as a character just based on his job and the surroundings even if he doesn't even speak you get that from the other characters but in this you're just it just begins with you being a space trucker guy you got your supposed best mate who mm-hmm. only has like 10 lines in the game and then bad shit happens and then you get sent to the prison but i think my main problem is is that there's maybe like 10 15 minutes of where the game starts to where you actually start playing and the, the prison has been overturned, the zombies are everywhere. But for me, it's like, and they advertise it a lot like you're going to this, you know, dreadful space prison. Mm-hmm. It's going to be awful. But you don't get a feeling that it's a prison at all. Like no, I, no, I had no. it in my head. I was like, oh, it's going to be a bit like Escape from Butcher Bay. I'm okay, going yeah. mm-hmm. to have, you know, a little bit of time, like seeing oh, other Alien inmates. 3, that would be yeah. Yeah, yeah, but like, you know, seeing other inmates, seeing what the prison is like. And then maybe, oh, you hear that someone in the mess hall has gone missing. Something yeah. like that, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit of a, a build up, But it goes from zero to 100. But that 100 is like minus 100. It's just boring as fuck. Why can they just do uh, Batman Arkham Asylum, but Dead Space? <laughs> I say why that's can you? too much you know, to ask yeah, from. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I think I, I agree with you that the opening is very. It, it's rushed to the point. Also, like there's no explanation as to, like the, there's no chance for you to find out why you've been arrested or anything like that. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's you're just like, like the warden wants you. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, it's so glossed over. As I say, it's yeah. a very standard A to B with very little. It, it's mostly a game to push you down. What I think are like you say. Very identical corridors. There's no sense of in Dead Space, the Ishimura has a clear purpose. Like it's yeah. a mining vessel with different decks, and those decks have very, very different purposes. Yes, yeah, like, oh, that- like now I'm going to medical, now mm-hmm. I'm going to like, you know, the prisoner section and yeah. stuff. Like you understand where you're going to, but here, there's one part in Callisto where it's like, oh, you're going down to this part. This is like where like the crazies are and stuff. Yeah. But then you go there, it's just like, it's the same. It's the same as the rest of the game like there's no different challenges to different environments yeah and there's not even any puzzles either. Well, you you i'm pleased <laughs> you said that because a big part of like i'm not saying that survival horror has to adhere to you know a, a, yeah a those template. consistent rules but a good thing about survival horror particularly the resident evil formula which obviously dead space uses yeah. is that you do get uh elements where like you don't have to go through the grime as much like you get to do yeah. something that gives you a bit of a respite yeah exactly the the Callisto protocol is intent intent on the idea of like no this is just a very very gory yeah like gauntlet from every start to everything finish. is dreadful everything has fallen apart you have no friends uh everyone hates you in the <laughs> game it's just I don't know it's just it's it's not fun it's not fun at all no no I I will say that this was the most miserable 10 hours of my year. I, you know, this is, this is, this is the problem. I finished the game in four hours and 50 minutes what? on normal difficulty. Really? Yeah. Shit. I mean, it took me like 10. The, this is this is the problem. It's just that as soon as I found out I could abuse the AI well, in a particular... So Talk you, about the grip because that's the... Yeah, so you end, you end up getting like a telekinesis sort of glove and stuff. You get the and, dead space ability to pick yeah, it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just bad dead space if you haven't realized it yet. But for me, the telekinesis glove was like... Okay, so I hit the enemy once, telekinesis, cancel the telekinesis, hit again, shoot, and you keep you keep animation canceling. Right, okay. And you can blast through 
enemies so quickly. And even That's if a you're, very Jesse thing yeah. to find. <laughs> but even if you're not doing that, you can telekinesis someone and throw them into like a, like a sort of like an out of bounds corner and they die automatically. It's not like you throw them beyond a box and then they sort of like scurry across the rules. Like mm-hmm. there are certain areas throughout every level where it's like the AI is not meant to go there. And if you throw them there, right. dead instantly. That's funny. Because what I will say some is- Some dead a, space. Some dead yeah. space, exactly. For a game that was very heavily advertised on the idea of like this, it, it was going to be full of like industrial machinery that you could throw people into. I'm surprised at how little opportunity you yeah. get across the game to do yeah. like when it's there, it's good fun. Like it's mm. good fun to push things into yeah. it and make them turn into mincemeat. Um, but I wanted a lot more. And quite often, the most common thing that you can use are just spikes on the wall, yeah. which I loved in in like uh, uh, oh fucking what's the game where you can kick people onto spikes? Evil West. We're oh, going to talk about uh, a bit. Evil West. No, I know yeah. which one. What like the old the arcane Al- game? Yes, yeah. yes, I know which um, one you're talking Dark about. Messiah. My- Dark yeah, Messiah. That's it. Um, but I do think like there was a big check. Like I want to throw people through meat grinders. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, sounds like it's a disappointment. But yeah. some people enjoying it. So, but we just don't rec- say we haven't touched it as a group. It's not recommended here. We touched yeah. it briefly there. We're not going to talk about it as long. Evil West. I think we're both in agreement. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, we're what, playing it co-op. What game is Evil West? Because I don't know much about it's it. It's a. It's. So Focus are doing this. Focus Publishing are doing this thing where they kind of they're they're carving out this little like double A niche of like. I sort of do think that this is closer to B tier than it is double A. Yeah, fair. Mm-hmm. Um, it's from the Shadow Warriors developers. Oh, okay. And so my comparison was, you know, they're the same publisher that do a Plague Tale. So a Plague Tale is their version, you know, of a cheaper Last of Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is their version of a cheaper God of War. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. everything you do in this game, we've been playing it. Yeah. And every five minutes we go, oh, do you think they've played God of War? <laughs> and that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Because there's a lot of good things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so it it's is a, same, a it's, it's a Western filled with vampires with some steampunk stuff okay. going on. There's a lot of cool things going on. Yeah. The story, I couldn't care less about. The character's doing enough for me. Yeah. I think we're just having fun. Cause it's rare these days you do just get a co-op single-player mm-hmm. game to mm. play through. It's definitely co-op. It feels like it's a last-minute edition. Oh, it's, edition. Oh, co-op like it's Gotham an Knights' co-op, where you can't actually do much as the partner. It's, well, it's just the co- it's co-op's an afterthought. Like, this yeah. is a single-player game that they've thrown co-op onto. Cause right, okay. We're just... They're throwing more enemies, as, as far as I yeah. can tell. And there's we no play real, like, as the same character, so yeah. we are both oh. the same character. <laughs> there's no like puzzles to do uh, that, simultaneously. That's sort of like PlayStation 2-esque, I kind mm-hmm. of But like I kind that. of like it. It is a fun throwback in a way. Yeah, like, yeah, the combat yeah. itself is quite fun. You have a big old glove you can whack people with. Mm. You have a rifle, you have a revolver. Okay. You have you can Are, are you always mixing people? between the two, or are there scenarios where you're only shooting enemies, or you're only doing you melee? You mix between the mixing, two. Yeah, it's all about finding the rhythm. It's fun enough. We're, what, four hours in? Five now, I think. Are we five we, we hours in? Over, yeah. I think it's like a 10 to 12 hour game. I feel like we've like already I think arguably I might exhausted have, everything yeah. we've seen in this game. So I think there are probably still, there are definitely still things for us to unlock. But like, mm. so like God of War, it is primarily a game where you go up and hit things. Yeah. You have a shield on on like your, your shoulder button, which is an electric kind of like, <laughs> like spin up thing. It just pops out straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah God yeah. of War. <laughs> um, it's just God of War, but if everything... And it is less satisfying. It's a, it's a good old-fashioned seven, maybe a six. Yeah, yeah. Enemies are very spongy, which is what I think is actually kind of like wearing me down a bit. Whereas in God of War, like three hits and something's yeah. decapitated. You have to hit a normal zombie quite a few times. Yeah, you just like, they do have really good like gore and dismemberment yeah. effects, but... It's like, it takes like, is it like too a, long is to get to Is it like a grim-looking game, given the Western no, setting and no, sort of zombies and stuff? quite colourful. I think it's quite Warhammer in the design oh, okay. of its, its enemies. It's got right. very 
overly designed it sort just of does, hellspawn. It does everything fine. Yeah. yeah. It's I, got, I think there's some really cool ideas. And so one of the big things, because you've got this big like electro steampunk gauntlet, <laughs> which is essentially is like the infinity gauntlet if it was like made in like the Wild West. Yeah. One of its big things is like you can punch people and knock them up in the sky. And then there right. is a lot of kind of fun in that. Like, so then you can then pull out your revolver and fire shit shots yeah, into yeah, them as yeah. they're falling down. Or it's got things like, you know, enemies glow and you can kick them back in between. Okay. Or you can use, because yeah. your shield is literally a disc of like electricity, basically. You can use that as a grappling hook and pull people in. Right. You can pound the ground and make like electric shocks. So there's lots a of A lot of good environmental mixing. stuff. So there's like TNT box, everything just punch oh, enemies okay. into. Right, like, right, it has right. got a lot. The basis is fun, but like, yeah, I feel like. I'm kind of it's it is for a lot of different options. It is quite one tone. You've yeah. experienced everything five hours. But it uses the of. same bosses over and over again. The really? same enemies. Yeah, like we've fought like so. It has. But the, that's the annoying <laughs> thing I hate. Where it it presents like this thing as a big boss. You're yeah. like, wow, we took it down. Then in the next two missions, they're just they become a standard enemy. Oh, that's always bothered me. They're, they're mm. like mini, like like for example, you because it's done a bit like God of War definitely does this, but I think this is more closer, obviously, to the Doom template of yeah. you follow a linear area and then you get into a big wide space, which is a combat arena, mm. and then it throws things at you. And yeah, kind of like in the first level, this big kind of I can only describe it as a Warhammer Bloodthirster, but like a big sort of demon with okay. big wings. Yeah. You fight that as like a big element in there, but then it becomes more of a mini boss where it turns up with loads of minions in the next right. mission. But we fought that like four times. Is it now. like a shrunken down version, or is it like no, the no, same? no, 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 same, big. same thing. Oh, okay. But but right. I, I know what you mean. Like you thought it was bigger as a yeah, boss. Yeah, I thought no. you meant like it was like a massive behemoth I think beast, we hit, and then you get like mini our, versions. We hit our Nadir couple of days ago when we were fighting and i know it's one thing that bothers you it definitely bothers me like an off-screen boss where and they just the- it just has tentacles flying down oh. it took about 15 minutes yeah that's just the problem, general problem this game we're playing it on normal it's not difficult it's just every enemy bar is about four times yeah. as long as it should be if yeah. everything if everything had like 30 percent of the health it's mm. got be it would feel quicker paced it'd be quicker paced but it would feel more satisfying because like, yeah at the very start of the game you like when it's teaching you how to use guns for example it shows you a bunch of like bandits you know a classic kind of like western mm-hmm. style enemy yeah yeah and when you shoot at them their arms blow off and like <laughs> it just leaves like the remains of kind yeah. of like stumps and they fall over i can't you just can... want to kill humans is that can i say that loud? <laughs> yes you can yeah, okay, but i don't necessarily just want to kill humans but what i want is that kind of like <laughs> Why as a vampire hunter don't I have a stake and why can't I launch mm. myself at vampires and stuff? Yeah. Why isn't we're also like, like fighting whales? I've got no like silver bullets. Yeah, yeah. Why? Why are you not? Maybe why... we unlock those in an hour. I mean, Maybe. Like fools. But it does feel like I feel it... like I should be geared out. You're yeah, like working yeah. for this yeah. institute that's kind of a little bit like the Order eighteen sixty six is the closest <laughs> thing. Reminds me kind of a bit like a steampunk version of what Hellboy's institute yeah, yeah. is, like the BRPD. Like they're they're quite advanced tech wise. Like this is set in like late Victorian times. You have basically yeah. like Tesla equivalent mm-hmm. things going on. It's like. They not worked out like silver and like stakes and stuff. I don't know. And I yeah. think that would be a really cool thing. Like, like a big part of this game is swapping between your abilities. It's like you've got like a, yeah. a, a sawn-off shotgun like yeah. on your leg, and it's like you, that. That's not a gun that you swap to. That's an ability. So it's like quickly yeah. fire right, both okay. barrels. But like, what? Why is that one not got silver bullets yeah. in? So when you get a uh, a werewolf, that's an instant. So are you kill are you, are you doing like different? I'm guess I'm guessing not. But you're not like using different tags. Like, oh, here's the werewolf. So you need to use nah, this specific nah, combo. You're fine. Everything the same. If I can't imagine playing this by myself. Like it's definitely on the air. If I wasn't playing with Matt, we, I mean, we might be <laughs> stopping at now. Yeah. Anyway, to be honest, but it's it's fun enough. Like for me, 
I'm surprised it's not on Game Pass. I imagine mm. it will be at some yeah. point. Like, like PS if Plus, this comes yeah. to Game Pass, you want something to play with a friend? Go for it. I think. Are you having a laugh while you're playing it? Because it seems like that sort of like cheaper uh, kind we of were. game where think, you're just. I think we were, but mm. the last Less couple of sessions have been a bit like, "What is this going to do anything new?" Now? Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, Re- good, really good fundamentals and like a real fun art style mm. and like. Some of the cutscenes are surprisingly detailed. Like, there's really nice lighting in it and yeah. stuff like that. But ultimately, it's kind of like they went too far with their <laughs> idea of like they wanted to have it like a brawler where every brawl was this yeah. epic thing. Like, some brawls just need to be grab the head of a zombie and crush it in a massive gauntlet. Yeah. And yeah. it's not that. Mm. It's not that. Oh, do you know what is a gauntlet of sorts? A gauntlet of the mind. Ooh. The Endless Search. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Inside, it's a UK IGN crew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and the ones and twos We got the games gonna play for you Inside, I got a question for you Hold tight the DJ, we're coming through Yeah, yeah, and the ones and twos We got the games gonna play for you Inside, I got a question for you Is it in the search? I meant like, you know, like a gauntlet Like an obstacle course of the mind Not, you know, like on your hand Yeah You get what I meant there? I absolutely kind of understand a little bit of a, Okay, I'm just making sure people Didn't think I was talking about some sort of mind are you, are you, I say Some things- brain glove no, I say things are a gauntlet in like yeah, yeah, yeah. a third of the things I write. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> yeah. lovely. How much? I'm going to keep an eye out for that. Um, Matt, you've got a quiz for us. I do, yes. Uh, after, I do apologize. It's just really, it's quite a moany podcast today, but Midnight Suns is fucking so. great. Yeah, so. yeah, I don't think, I don't yeah. know. You've got to be honest, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, yeah, so we're going to have some fun now with, Ooh. we haven't done this one for a while, the Metacritic game. The, like the, the go go high, go low sort yeah. of things. Yeah. Jesse's good at this because he knows, like, for some reason, knows all the worst things. In the world. <laughs> well, not every. I'm not looking for the worst thing okay. all the time here. Um, I'm putting. I'm going to put my laptop to one side. Uh, don't about you, Jesse. Mm-hmm. If you want to close it, you I wanna, feel like you you, you're, you're, you're on a sofa and I'm on here, and I'm not really bothered to stretch down. So I'm Look, just going. I'll, I'll close, close the laptop it. a little bit. There you go. If I see any of you reach oh, for yeah. your damn laptops in this, oh, you'll be. Can it. you can you well, give the listeners a lowdown in case they're not familiar? I with can. The game, Matt. So what we have is I have five. Or you different, are, yeah, for example, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I have five different categories here, uh, and what I'm going to do is you're going to get the category, oh. and then you'll need to come up with a game that fulfills that category. So, for example, our first one is the lowest scoring game of 2022. I want you to give me a release from 2022, a video game release, and you need to choose one that you think will have had the lowest critic score on Metacritic. 
Critics we, thought. Oh, yeah, so, are we so take this is, a turn, so it's just whoever has one first. So, so I, we 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 will we'll do a, a take it in turns. Okay, so, so Jesse can go first. Fuck, I want to go. First. Oh no, I'm trying to. I have one. This isn't fair. You might steal <sighs> I'm, it. I'm trying to. No, I, I definitely won't. Um, you know, just 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 to stay on topic, let's go mm. over the Callisto protocol. Uh, the that rev- that Callisto, yeah, it reviewed surprisingly well. The Callisto Did protocol. It? I think it'll be in the sixties. What format would you like to choose? PC, because I know oh, that has oh. to be the worst. On PC. I feel like I'm... You're probably going to win. Yeah. Like Barbie I've Horse always, Adventures. Nah, I've always got one in my back pocket for this. When you're Jesse, just as a uh, as a tip, uh, you did choose the wrong platform. Oh, <laughs> no. You're not going to win anyway. Okay, um, that's fine. That's fine. Mr. Cardi. FIFA 23 Legacy Edition oh, for Switch. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Because I think I'm probably only one of two people that reviewed it. And gave you a two. I want to know how many people have reviewed. So that there are many. So, ah, so this is the thing, Cardi. You're going to have people following choose, my trend now. You're going to have to choose a different game what? because to get a meta, <laughs> to get a Metacritic score, you need to have four reviews and only oh two people God, reviewed that's it. That's crazy. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I need a second then to think, don't I? You've spoken what about a game that's not f- fab um, today. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but there's worse games than that out there. Um, eFootball 2023. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did that officially come out this year? Yeah, like well, yeah, the update, did, yes. the update was a couple oh, of Would okay. you, so, the, so on, it, on Metacritic, they're all ranked as 2022. Uh, Which platform? Oh, 23, sorry, we need. Yeah, 2023. Um, yeah, but they what came platform? out platform? I don't know. Uh, actually, though, um, even if I don't think it'll go- matter, will it? Uh, Cardi's won this one. No one's fucking reviewed it. Oh, for fuck's sake. Wow, this is amazing. You're choosing all the great ones. I'm the person that reviews these football games anymore. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Everyone looks at you, Okay, what got a low score from us? Uh, I just feel like I don't really see many low scores anymore. That's that's why this is a challenge. (laughs) Um, Oh, God. Um, oh. Cardi, there's such an obvious one. Is there? Uh, I kinda, so obvious. I kind of want to change my answer. No, you can't. can't. You locked yeah, in. Yeah, I know. I know. It's such an obvious one. Um, I'm, I'm going blank on it. Is there anything you've reviewed? Oh, can we? Would mm, does the GTA trilogy remaster count? Uh, You'd have to choose a specific game. Surely. No, I think it came out as a really. GTA. Oh, no, because I know digitally you could buy them separately. I'm just going to keep saying ones that don't count here. Aren't okay, I? yeah. This is my problem. <laughs> no, that's a very good shout. What was it called? Like Grand Theft Auto GTA the... Trilogy Remastered? Well, it's like the just definitive. the definitive edition. Definitive edition, yeah. that was it. Yeah. The definitive edition. Which would you... Which was so, the so most the... balked? <laughs> well, what I'm going to say is it? you can only choose Xbox or PC. Oh, for fuck. No I one reviewed be... the Switch. That would be the worst version. Well, I'll, 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 hold on. I could be shooting myself. He's researching. He's typing away like Hacker Man. <laughs> I feel like yeah. There's only Metacritic scores for the um, bizarrely the Xbox or the PC version. Well, I know this is taking I'll go, a while. I'll go to, Xbox. Yeah, I know it's taken a while to get through the first game, but I'm just finding it interesting how many people have not reviewed the games you've brought out. <laughs> oh wait, no, that was 2021. Came out. Uh, <laughs> Fucked it. Did it? I thought it was yeah. early this year. No, no, because I, I definitely played by six. Oh, last crap. Year. I'm just going to say a game then that yeah. might not. Um, uh... Please let me win this one just from all no, the chances. No, no, no. I have to do it now. <laughs> I have to get one. Um, you said there's another. There's not an obvious one in my head. You know what? You know, 
Jesse, I'm going to let you have this because you you gave me one which did have an actual score and it's from 2021. So I'm going to... So dis- I'm wrong. I'm going to disqualify Despite, you. I mean, two games that no one else could be fucking bothered I, to review I, apart I, from I, me. I was going to... So, Unbelievable. So firstly, Cardi, why didn't you say Gotham Knights? Why oh didn't you God, say Gotham, Gotham Knights? Knights. I thought some people still gave it like sevens and eights. I don't no, think it was that surely, low. So it would have reviewed worse I, than I wouldn't be su- I wouldn't be surprised if Gotham Knights... It- Reviewed slightly better than Callisto. Really? About the same. Uh, it had to I'd say worse. they're quite similar. There's so, no so if you had done Gotham Knights, it was yeah. 68 if you'd chosen the PlayStation 5 version, which is what you would have. Yeah. Uh, Jesse, you chose uh, the PC version of Callisto Protocol, which was 73. Oh. If you chose the Xbox close. one, yeah. you would have got the lower. The PC version is objectively See, the worst was, running I version. You, I told you it was close. If I was going to change... It wasn't an obvious. <laughs> my backup... My, if you'd let me have an answer, my answer was going to be Pokemon Scarlet and Violet because it's kind of no. fucked. Well, you should have got there. I, well, I, I gave you... To be fair, I did give one that didn't come out this year, but I also gave two games that did. If I could have changed my answer, I realised that there was a Bratz game that released this year. Was there? You'd yeah. also need to know the time. What was it? You can't was just it say the Bratz game that came out. That's the thing. I remember yeah, seeing I see. it on Steam. Yeah. No one really. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I should so. have DC League of Super Bowl. You can't guarantee these get four reviews. Anyway, 1 0 to Jesse. Yes, 1 0 to Jesse. Let's move on. Right. <laughs> You're about to pull it back, Cardi. I oh, feel great. Like this films. In yours. Brilliant. It doesn't. Highest scoring film of 2022. Oh. Oh, do oh. I go for like a popular one? Oh, what a... films even. I can't. You need something that was popular with critics. With critics. Does he have to go first? Yes. Okay. With critics. Da, 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 da. I have one. I have one. Somehow. Oh, there's a lot that are very good. <laughs> You're the film master, Cardi. You I'm should not know. I'm film master. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you are the person who likes Yeah, you are the, the, yeah, you are the most film. knowledgeable You're, you're like the film person. guy. I'm... Uh, I'm gonna go with everything and everywhere. That's what I, I was want. gonna choose. Fuck. Um, <sighs> I don't know if that is the top one, though. There's gonna be... You, you've, you've given it me now. It's locked in. No, yeah, I wanted to change it now. It's too All right. late. I, you should have, should have said it. I know, I know it's going to be... I can't, I can't think of any other film, and I'm sure people mm-hmm. are going to be screaming and whatnot, but I'm just going to choose uh, Barbarian. I know it's not as... I know it's not going to be as reviewed surely, well, but... Yeah, surely not. That would be crazy if it was. I would have thought Top Gun's very high, but... I we gave it a forgot about Top Gun. At this point. My other one was going to be After Sun. The oh, because I would have said After Sun. Then um, <laughs> I should have said that. Um... Oh, I completely forgot Jeez. about Top Gun, and I watched that in the cinema as well. What a fool! I don't know because I know everything, everywhere, all at once. Ben. Some critics didn't actually think it was that special, but I feel like majority it was like pretty high. Yeah, but I know when it comes to horror, horror is usually scoring lower mm-hmm. compared to a lot of other yeah. genres. You're just gonna have to bear with me on this because actually, it's more difficult to get Barbarian up, what believe was, it or not. What was the other uh, film you had suggested? Um, After Sun. What is that? It's an indie film uh, with Paul Mescal, and mm-hmm. it's about uh, a daughter-father relationship. Can I say? I haven't watched it yet. Okay. I still need to see what it. What I will it say sounds like is, it's going to break my heart. Cardi, if you've gone for After Sun, it's got 95 on Metacritic. I know, I it's supposed it. to be incredible, but you didn't. Yeah. You went for everything, everywhere, I still got to have like an 80 on Yeah, it can't be 81. Lower. Okay. Oh, it's, that's lower than I thought. Barbarian's going to be like 76. 78. Okay. Oh, that's close. That was closer yep, yep, yep. than I was hoping. Now, if you go for like shitty 80s films. <laughs> right. This one allows you to be much more narrow in your scope. Does it? Okay. I, the, you know, there's, there's big arguments obviously at the moment about what game of the year is. Oh, there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
personally for me, and for, I know for many people, it's Elden Ring. Mm. People and, like it. And I think it's fair to say that it was definitely from Soft's year this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think Sonic, no. <laughs> I want to know from both of you, starting with you, Jesse, mm. give me the FromSoft game that has the closest Metacritic score to 90. That would, that has to be... What do you mean it has to be? It has to be Bloodborne. That was what I was going to go for. Um, it's either Bloodborne or Dark Souls 1. So you want... Is it? Is well, it? you've said Bloodborne. So yeah, I'm locking Bloodborne. in Bloodborne. Cardi. A game I never finished. I'm going Dark Souls 3. Did people really like that one? Yeah. I love Dark Souls yeah. 3. Oh, was Dark Souls 2, that was a little bit funky mm-hmm. in it in terms of response. Yeah, 2 the one that would be low, but I'm still hoping Dark Souls 3 is around a 90. Bloodborne has to... I mean, Bloodborne would have been what I'd go for. I think if, <laughs> oh, no. if I had to guess, I'd say Bloodborne's a 92 and Dark Souls 3's a 91. Uh. So please, I'm going to point out that I've asked for the closest to, to 90. Oh, is it, I bet is Bloodborne's like fucking 99 so or something. It's, it's going to be a closest to 90. So, so even if Bloodborne, yeah, was, if Bloodborne was like a 99, <laughs> that doesn't win it because it's too far yeah, away yeah, from yeah. 90. yeah. Bloodborne, Jesse. Oh, no, I've gone too high. 92. I told oh, you it was a 92. That's pretty good. 92. <laughs> What's Dark Souls? Dark Souls 3. 89. Yes! <laughs> there we go. Well oh, done, oh, I'll stick that one in the back pocket. Oh, <sighs> cashing in. 2-1. <laughs> right, oh. damn it. Bloodborne's too good for its own. <laughs> We've got another two. So, so finding the higher ones, I think, is because we all know what good stuff is, and we spend yeah. an awful lot of our time. Jesse knows what bad stuff is. So, so our last two <laughs> are looking for low scorers. Oh, no. right. um, I think I like it's probably things. fair to say that you know, because obviously this is a sort of 2022 themed. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, This year has kind of been a big year for remasters and remakes. It has, mm. hasn't it? Um, you know, we've we've had sort of like you know we've got. Remakes coming up. We've got yeah. good yeah. stuff like, like like Dead Space. We've had mm-hmm. The Last of Us was remade this year. Mm. We've also had some kind of shitty remasters as well that didn't go like down GTA. No. so well. <laughs> um, I'm looking for the lowest scoring remake or remaster that you can think of. Of a game? Of any year. You don't have to go for 2022. Oh, I'm literally. Just oh. And it has to be a game, not a film remake. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. The lowest. Oh, I get to go first on this. A terrible remake of something. Or remaster. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Oh, That's do I tough. go back to the well? <laughs> um, oh, a remake or remaster. It's got to be something they just absolutely bought. Does it have to be on consoles? Well, what else could it be on? I mean, potentially mobile as well. As long as I can get a score for it, you can take okay, it. Okay, okay. Something that was absolutely just Because if we're going all time, um, uh, I feel like I have I think I know. <laughs> I need to know if that, if, if you're saying what you're thinking is, I don't even know. Is that just a re-release or it, was it a remaster or a remaster? I would consider it a remaster based on... Okay, well... If, if we're thinking of the yeah. same thing. Cardi. <sighs> Probably not, are we? Um, I'm going <laughs> to go go back to GTA to the <laughs> What are you going for? Like... Uh, do I have to pick an individual one from that, or is it is it a whole? Package? Uh, no, you can do the the trilogy, oh, like because okay. it came oh. as a package, like oh, you bought it, it as on PC three or Xbox? and PC or Xbox, which was the worst which version. Was worse. I'm trying to cast. Oh, something back. really shit just came out before. I'll go. I'll just go for the Xbox one. The Xbox one. It's probably the wrong choice. Jesse. Yes, I'm. I'm not sure if this is going to count. I'd like to go for the mobile version of Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. 
That's uh, a no, port. that's a re-release, like that's a, a port. port. It's not a, it's not a remaster. Come okay, on. okay, okay. All right. Come on. <laughs> oh fuck, this is tough. Um, I'm trying to think of a really shitty remaster, and I'm struggling here. I mean, you do have to think quite far to get worse than those. Yeah. I played, you know, I actually played. Like, I played all the Vice yeah. City, and I played most of yeah. three. Like, it was, it was um, enough. But yeah, it was not great. Oh man, I'm really struggling. How, how, how much time we got? It's a question. Uh, yeah, yeah, I will put you on a time. Oh, yeah. oh, go on some lunch shit. at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lunch is is ready to collect. Hem- it's ready. To collect hem- I actually, I genuinely can't think of a really dreadful three one to me then. Like yeah, you, you, can you not? Can you not? Just say a one. For, that's the thing. Like I'm a oh, remake. Say a remake of a game. Wait, is it a remaster or a remake? But either. either, like Heavy Rain remastered. What? That they got did, remastered. They did a Heavy Rain HD, yeah. didn't they? Did they? Okay. When it when it came to PC, you know what I should have chose actually was Be- um Beyond. Too, yeah. So. Yeah. Oh well. Well, so so they actually came as a pack. So it was a PS. Oh, well, there you go. Wait, Two for one. are they are they rema- remakes would, or were they I, just re-releases? No, it was they a remaster. Re- I was just. Oh yeah, yeah. They were visually upgraded yeah. and brought yep. together now. Does that count though? Look, because that was, it's gonna be it's gonna be higher than GTA, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, there we okay. go. So, right, so yeah. either way, like, <laughs> I actually like you know for, to to lay down the law. I don't think this will count because we wouldn't count um, the Witcher's next no, gen upgrade yeah. as a remaster, that's and that's I, essentially what this was. Thing, I couldn't think of yeah. anything. Like, I need to actually mm-hmm. look at what remaster. Like, yeah, I can't yeah. think of a bad to, example. I know there uh, are fifty-six for the Ooh, GTA trilogy. If you chosen the the PC one, it was like forty-nine or something like that. There are definitely some terrible remakes out there, just or remasters. I was trying uh, to think blank. of like maybe this generation and stuff. Like I'm pretty sure there's probably some bad like Nintendo remakes that people dislike, perhaps. But probably. I can't. I yeah. Anyway, anyway. Cody, you, you have one by default, but Congrats. we'll do the well, yeah, we'll do the final one. I'm looking for the lowest score for a game in 2022, but the user score. Oh. Which game was so controversial this year? Am I going first? Um. Yes. You just went first, so yes, yeah. you are Jesse. Overwatch 2. Overwatch 2. Overwatch 2 on PC, PS5. Let's let's go with PC. Let's go with PC. Okay, Cardi. What are you going to beat Overwatch? You you do want something like that that was a little bit... Uh, bugged at launch. You know what? I had an or something that annoyed the anti woke mob or yeah. some people don't thing like. That. Honestly, yeah. I feel like I could have chosen something different. I knew it would have been a win. See, but... I'm uh, I'm gonna go with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Pokemon Scarlet. I think people would just be like, it doesn't run. Um, I feel they like... are actually considered different games. So do you want to oh, think yeah. which one would people <laughs> would have uh, Scarlet? To? Scarlet. <laughs> I feel like Pokemon fans the other are a one, bit more... My wild card was, I can't tell if people would have absolutely dunked on or loved Sonic Generations. Uh, not I've, Generations, I've, Sonic... Isn't no, that you, winning, like, score, the Game Awards? Like, yeah, like, user score... They've got really firm fans, but then yeah. there's going to be a lot of people just like, this nah, is but I feel, I feel like there's way more Sonic fans who are I think it would even it out to, like, a 60 or what 70. I, what I just thought of, really, I could have just done Callisto Protocol on PC, because I know that would be getting tons mm. of zeros right mm. now. That would be anyway. an instant win. What I will say, Card, is you did choose the right Pokemon. Oh, there we go. But um, is it enough? But is it enough? I Jesse. Like you've got this. Overwatch 2. Yeah. A user score of 1.5. That is, that is, is it just people reviewing it when it wasn't, so they had to wait. Is it, is it out of five that you can get? 
in terms, or is no, it to ten? No, it's yeah. out of ten. I think it's, a lot of people just doing zero and one because yeah. it wouldn't. You couldn't get in the game. For yeah. that's, that's what I was remembering, yeah. so I went with that. Yeah, yeah. Like there oh. are there are reviews on here from like November the eighteenth, yeah. so there are like yeah. slightly more recent. Pokemon ones. has to be way more forgiving. Pokemon Scarlet user yeah. score. That's gonna be three point one. Oh, still low. But Jesse, yeah. you, you you pulled a score in at the end, but it wasn't enough. That's my friend. all good. Cardi That's wins fine. three two. I'll Congrats, Cardi. I don't I don't actually often win these games, so I'm very happy with that. Uh, Do you not often win these games? I don't. I feel like I don't anyway. Um, Matt, got some emails. Oh yeah, it's feedback IGN time. Underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. I'm gonna be honest with you. Probably won't read any of these out till January now because. The next podcast won't have feedback. Yeah, so so let us know yeah. what what Christmas gifts you got. And yeah, what did you do at Christmas and what you're looking forward to next year? That'd be lovely. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN dot com. What who who's first though? This is Adam Clayton who says from I, you too. I've I've definitely <laughs> made, I've definitely said that before. Clayton's a good name. Uh, I, anyway, Adam says. I've recently been playing God of War Ragnarok and have been blown away again by the incredible performance captured by the actors. I've laughed, cried, and everything between and can't wait for each new cutscene to admire. That's good, isn't it? Yeah, mm. very good. However, with the introduction of A-list celebrities to games such as Mads Mikkelsen and Norman Reedus in Death Stranding and Karen Fukuhara in the Callisto Protocol, do you think the industry will gradually go a similar way to films <laughs> with seeming to dismiss incredibly talented voice mm. actors for, as a random example, Chris Pratt? <laughs> uh, I'm not saying these actors aren't talented as they very much are, but sometimes things can feel fatigued by seeing the same people in every film, and I wouldn't want that same feeling with games. Thanks to all you do, respect the sea, the Gravediggers, Bounties, and Double Deckers, which are by far the best Cadbury bar. They're up, they're up, they are up there, the Double Decker. Yeah, they're good, yeah. I think I'm in the real, maybe it's not fashionable to say it, I'm in the real minority here of not thinking Chris Pratt's Mario voice is that bad at all. I can um, deal with it. I haven't I really watched the latest can. trailer, so I, I don't know fine. what he says. He's absolutely fine. I, I it's think, not going to put me off watching that film. No, I wouldn't say it's going to massively change the film. I, mean, I, I was less fond of it in the most recent trailer, but mm. I just, like, I'm not going to get on a forum and no, complain about I, it. It's, mm. it's, just, it's just a voice. It's yeah. just, but however, um, the idea that I guess kind of like, to a certain degree, this this vaguely happened with Nolan North being cast in fucking everything, Every game, yeah. and then Troy Baker is but in there's everything. There's different yeah. scales but, of game, isn't there? Like a game like Death Stranding or God of War, where you're doing full motion. Like, yeah, capture, sure. you mm. are basically you're fully. It's not voice acting; it no. is fully performance, it's performance capture. Yeah, you, call you it, look yeah. you look at something like Mortal Kombat 11. It has uh, Ronda Rousey as oh, really? Sonya Blade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She was dreadful in it. Sure. Just straight up, like completely wooden. And do you think that's because, like, they chose Ronda Rousey? Because Ronda Rousey is an ex MMA. Yeah, she's she? like ex UFC fire now with WWE. I think maybe. Yeah. Um, so was but, she chosen to do like the motion capture for the moves, I'm, and I'm, then it just turns out that she's not a great. I'm I'm actor. not sure, but even then, it's like I'm not saying you know Mortal Kombat has, is like the pinnacle of voice acting, mm-hmm. but you want a distinctive, you know, sort of crazy style for the people you voice, and like to get someone as sort of regular yeah just like not not acting but just speaking mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. that's what you hear a lot of when it comes to celebrity mm-hmm. voice actors i think i think yeah i think the question here though is is a case of you know we know for example that troy baker is incredibly talented yeah, yeah. at performance yeah. capture and like when you watch you know the um you're treaded on mighty thin ice ellie that kind of line mm-hmm. when you that's a very common thing where they show the in-game versus yeah, the performance yeah. capture yeah I guess the question here is, is that sort of talent in danger of being wiped out by the idea of like, well, we can get 
you know, a superstar mm. actor to come in and do it instead of this person that has trained for years to work in this environment. Yeah. Would you, would you like, if Pedro Pascal came in <laughs> and played like Joel in That'd like a be, new Last of Us game? Yeah. No, it would be, I don't know. I, I just think it's horses for courses. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you do want, like, for example, Far Cry 6 is not a game we particularly love, but yeah. Giancarlo mm. Esposito is perfect for that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, didn't get a perfect script for it, but yes, I absolutely yeah, like, understand like he's the right actor for the role. Yeah. Like it's a tough one because... Mm-hmm. But for... also, also weirdly to that, I think Troy Baker's Pagan Min is much better yeah, yeah, in yeah. in that role, and is is a better is not a just a better skill. villain, but I think he does the the thing better than Giancarlo Esposito does in Far Cry yeah, Six. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't, I don't know. It's a complicated one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what I will say is, is like I do still. People didn't like this when you know when La Noir came out, but I got a huge kick out of seeing yeah. all of that cast in it, and I still do like. Less so Josh Dummel, like I couldn't give a shit. <laughs> but like Karen Fukuhara is like, I really like her character in The Boys, you know, yeah. Nico's great. And to see her in it, I was like, oh, cool, it's her. Shame she didn't fucking do anything in I, it. I, but... had, I had that sort of same feeling for like Sam Whitwell, but that's just because I like Star Wars and new sure, voices, yeah. you know, Darth Maul, Palpatine mm-hmm, and yeah. a bunch of other characters and stuff, you know, Starkiller. I don't, yeah. I don't feel like we're in danger of losing those acts. Mm-hmm. You think of all the best performed yeah. games, God of War, fine, it does have people like Richard Chief yeah. and people, has like, Actors who've been mm-hmm. in TV film. Christopher Judge is a TV and film actor. Yeah, He's yeah. come on to this. Mm-hmm. Mm. Think of Red Dead. Everyone in that cast is... I think know, Red Dead's a really good... Yeah. Like, also... The studios that do it best, I think, know mm-hmm. who they need. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, it's interesting to see, like, Rockstar used to go after the star talent. Yeah, I mean, like, like, Vice City has... Ray Liotta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, everyone. Uh, and then they gradually moved away because they were like, actually, what we want is people to focus on the characters and we can build yeah. characters with mm-hmm. good voice actors and yeah. motion capture actors rather than relying on the star power. Especially yeah. for long games like that where, you know, it's almost a year to two year mm-hmm. commitment of filming mm-hmm. a yeah. lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, Josh Sherman probably did a couple of weeks of filming yeah, for this game. Probably. Like, and it's a short game. Yeah. So, yeah. I, Good question. Thank you, mm. Adam. Who have you got an email from, Jesse? I've got an email from Khalil, and he says, Hello, boys. Love listening to the podcast and look forward to every Friday to hear the latest. I recently pur- purchased a Steam Deck, and this was something I heard about but had zero interest in buying until my cousin in the US told me his had arrived and really sold me on the idea of getting one. Within a week of us uh, talking about it, I went and bought one off eBay for just under £500. That's not too bad. This was definitely a spontaneous buy, and if you had told me a few weeks earlier I'd be buying a Steam Deck, I would have scoffed in disbelief. However, I absolutely love the Steam Deck and do not regret my purchase at all. Um, I've uh, relived my childhood by playing various emulation games from the Mega Drive to the PS2 and also trying games I otherwise wouldn't have access to as a console gamer. I bought Wildermyth. Yeah, very good. Mm -hmm. Not heard of that. Um, after listening to, podcast, to it being promoted on this podcast one. and really enjoying it. Go. Oh, there we go. <laughs> um, anyway, sorry to go. Sorry to go, but my question is this. What, ha- what have been your biggest spontaneous purchases, both games and non-game related, and did you regret it afterwards or was it money well spent? Keep up the good work, lads, and as always, respect the sea. Thank I'd, you, Khalil. I'm not one for spontaneous games. I purchases. do so much research on anything yeah. I buy. Like I'm, I'm the person that mm. goes through like every buying to... guy. My, my attitude has definitely changed since joining iGem. I'm just like, because yeah. I think the last two I bought, like I, I quite enjoyed special editions mm-hmm. and stuff, just because they looked cool when I was younger. Yeah. So the last one I bought was a uh, Resident Evil Two remake and Ace Combat. And after that, I was like, I'm not touching those things. Yeah, the last again. special edition I bought was the Fallout Four one. 
that's a good one that's like what seven years yeah. ago now um, but was that a spontaneous because I don't know I, I don't think it's spontaneous a spontaneous one that I haven't really talked I have the NES mini I maybe turned it on once <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I, know, I don't need it. Mm-hmm. That was before they put those games on Switch, to be fair. Yeah. But, well, I, I yeah. definitely had this recently. Like, I think I spoke about it quite a few podcasts ago, but I'm very much enjoying Formula One now. Mm-hmm. And when I finished Drive to Survive, I was like, fuck it. I went on Amazon and I purchased myself a racing wheel and like the Ferrari <laughs> F1 wheel add on. And I've been using that every week. And that was like, I saw on Amazon, I was like, fuck, I'm just going to go for it. And I have no regrets. Well, there we go. Yeah, and you're now you're one step away from being with Charles Leclerc. And, yep. Yeah. And all those other lads. Exactly. But yeah, that's and that's the only time I've ever really done that, I feel yeah. like, when it comes to games. Yeah. Like you said, mate, you're not a spontaneous person. No. Right? Like, when I think of kind of like all, like, even, you know, like stuff like my iPad and my phone and stuff like that, they're all things that I spend, like, Ages a good like six yeah. weeks basically agonizing yeah. over. Do you know what, what I've done it version. now two seasons in a row, about two hours before it's ended, I've impulse bought the Marvel Snap Battle Pass both times. If you're enjoying they're both it, really expensive. They're eight ninety nine. But I've finished both of them, so I'm like, well, everything in there. And I'm playing so much of that game that's free. I'm sure. like, I don't mind spending mm-hmm. nine quid. If you're if you're enjoying it, I'm not gonna do it every month for two issue. years, I doubt. Yeah. But like I've spent what, seventeen quid on that game, eighteen quid on that game for and I've paid God knows like mm-hmm. probably 50 hours at this point I mean so I that sounds worth that. it like money yeah, to time I don't, wise I don't mind. Um, I've got one last email from Luan Satori says subject Spotify wrapped <laughs> lads this year I've listened to the IGN UK podcast for 18,581 <laughs> <laughs> minutes Christ. that's about 310 hours you so poor, that's about over boy. 300 episodes we actually had quite a few people either tweet or message saying they're we're the top podcast in the spot yeah and that was very nice nice. thank you always lovely and humbling Mm. um but luan goes on to say it's probably hard to grasp the impact that something as unexpected as a video game podcast might have on someone's daily life however believe me when i say this i know it's going to sound absolutely insane listening to you guys talking about drowning grave digging and mars bars (laughs) helped me get through some hard times in a pretty rough year Mm. I don't know if it's unbecoming to read compliments on the podcast. Joe would probably have hated it, but he gone. I, I just wanted to say that you are incredible, every single one of you. That's like I was on Echo. You're all mm. incredible. What what a lovely... How nice. Yeah, oh, it's the time of year to say it, isn't it? Uh, thank you so much for your hard work on the podcast, and thank you for the 310 hours That's crazy, entertainment. man. Respect the seat, and Merry Christmas, all the way down from Brazil. That's there mad. There we go. I... Listers all over the globe. Did you um? Did you guys have a look at your Spotify Wrapped? Anything fun on there? Um, it's a lot. Of nothing Bo- you want to share? It's a lot of Bo Burnham, actually. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. No. Uh, this year was actually the first year where it was entirely like ambient background noise. Like, <laughs> yeah. I've just. It turns out that I've just been blocking everything out. <laughs> well, I guess because I listen to an awful lot of like you know like the lo-fi kind yeah. of like just study music. Writing music. Do, do you like using yeah. that when you're writing and stuff? Yeah, like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't but, have lyrics. Um, yeah. But I know like like last year I think it was quite a big like Billie Eilish year for me and Wolf Alice last year mm. was. But this year it's like I've listened to so little like you know professionally recorded yeah. music yeah. you know in a studio with an artist that they just didn't even factor in. 
I've got all my favourites, like I've got all my sad music, I've yeah. got all my heavier stuff. It's just, you know, if someone released a new album, I've got The One Year's got Arctic Monkeys, got mm. Lex yeah. on Fire. Yeah, well, know. considering that Arctic Monkeys released a new album this yeah, year, yeah. like I've only listened through to it about four times and mm. I love the Arctic Monkeys. Oh, well, they, no, my, yeah, highest, my, my highest ranked uh, artist this year was the guy that composed the uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag um, <laughs> soundtrack. Amazing. Because I wrote a lot about Skull and Bones this year, so well, I had, I had that one the in the background. Yeah, I've got, mm. I've got Bear McCreary quite high yeah. on mine. As well, mm-hmm. yeah, good stuff. Mm. Um, also, thank you very much for the compliment. Genuinely, yeah. Like, sure. and uh, this was something that was echoed by a lot of people at the live podcast, and, and genuinely from the bottom of my heart, like, thank you for exactly. everything you've said. It's always nice, yeah, when people say we help because, yeah. like I said to people doing this podcast when we were in COVID, definitely helped us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, always good to say. No, um, absolutely. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN dot com for more. Feedback we'll read at some point. <laughs> we haven't even... I don't know what music we'd have this time. What's the Callisto theme? Just be like no, screaming. And- <laughs> yeah, blood-curdling, <laughs> yeah. splattering. Yeah, I'm okay. God, I don't even know. Maybe I'll, maybe it'll be a mystery. Maybe I'll work it out once I'm editing Some nice ambient music. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but there's some Black Flag music in there. <laughs> we can do. Let's get want. a bit of Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Enjoy that. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.